And you know, us sports moms have something to say. Yes, we do. We'll have a chance to interview across the board from athletes to the parents to the coaches to even the trainers. Yeah. And we're not afraid to share our journey. We're not afraid to tell other moms what we went through in order to raise up a student athlete. So I believe that it's inspirational. Yeah. We're able to tell our story, the good and the bad. Yeah. We can give back positive information. Absolutely. You know, we can empower them. Yes, I think it's time for the mothers to be a voice. Yes, yes. that's it. Yes. It's time for us to, to let you know what's going on. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your girl, Shannon, at Can We Talk Sports. I am here with my host. Hey, it's Karen. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) You can't be coming on the show laughing in the beginning. No, it's the way you It's Karen. What's up? Okay, just listen. listen, I'm trying to learn how to come on. You got to be like, yo, 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 this is your girl, Shannon. You know what I'm saying? You got to come on. Like, what's up, everybody? You know. We're going to try it again? Want to try it again? Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to let you do the intro. Go ahead. Hey, you guys. What's up? It's Karen. And can we talk sports? What would it be like? (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I can't. I'm not coming for it. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. That's just like, you know, we come on how we want to. Whatever. All right. So listen, Karen, I ain't even going to say it. What? What I do? I've been nice. No, that's not you. Oh, okay. My twins coming home tomorrow. They supposed to stay a month. What? They cut the visit short. <laughs> Can y'all please pray for me? They were supposed to stay a month. They go home tomorrow. They just left last Saturday. Oh, they said they want their mama. They want their mama. <laughs> That's all right, because football starts Monday, so I'm going to throw them right back to the coaches. Oh, so that's why they came home. They ready to they ready. No, to they didn't have to go. They didn't have oh. to go. It's, it's just PC training. They, they didn't have to go. They could have they, they could have stayed a month. <laughs> They're coming home tomorrow at 12, after 12 o'clock. Look, I can't even get it oh, out. They, they even got a time for you to expect them. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> Mama, can somebody send us on a vacation, please? Can we talk sports, moms? Please. <laughs> no, but you know, hey, they're my babies. I love them. But I just, I was like, wait, what? You coming home when? I was like, oh, that boy almost <laughs> made me speak in tongues. <laughs> so you know, oh, wow, it is what it is. Okay, so what? What? I mean, there's so much going on. I don't even know where to start. It is a lot going on. A whole lot. The world is coming back out. I'm coming out. No, I ain't coming out like that. They, they, they come. <laughs> these jokers coming out swinging. <laughs> Man, I tell you, it's hello. How are you? Look, we got our guests, our um, fans, and watchers. Yeah. And, hi, how are hello. you? Yeah, we, we, we're happy. 
Okay. Anyway, there's so much I can't even go there. I just miss Big Mama right now because she could tell it all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she would. So anyway, so how's things going over there with you? Uh, just staying busy. Um, I think I'm going to go out of town this weekend and hang out and get, get a break. Mm-hmm. And so but other than that, just staying busy. Okay. Okay. I was, well, I will be supposed to be leaving out of town this weekend because next week is my anniversary and my birthday. What? what? We got to yes. turn it up. What are we going to turn, turn it up at, Karen? Online? No. You have a let it rain party like I did. I'm rain. not turning it up on no online. <laughs> not You're boring. I'm not, no. I'm not turning it up online. I'm going somewhere and turn it up. I'm going online and turn it up. The backyard. Okay. What? How was on in Vegas? Days in Vegas. <laughs> Thank you. See, our early happy birthday and anniversary. What? No, but um, yeah, so um, I'm excited because Chris, remember Chris, the one we interviewed? Chris mm-hmm. Turner. Um, he will actually be here Sunday to stay a couple really? weeks. Oh wow! So I'm pretty excited about that. There, these guys are getting out there training. Chris, Josh, um, Crockett, Jordan, um, and then we have another young man coming in from New York is going to train. So these guys are—they're fighting. They're ready. They're—they're they're just like wow. open up NFL, open up CFL because I'm coming for you. You know, they're—they're wow. they're ready and they're—they're they're, um, not only physically getting ready, but they're mentally getting ready. You know, they're they're realizing things are not the same. Right. So it's like we got to grow up. We, we, we're, we're having heart to heart conversations. I need you to grow up today. Like all that stuff you used to do before all this happened. You got to throw it out the window because life has changed. Times have changed. Right. right? So there's no room to kick it. Clubbing. You got to grow up because one right. minute um, you could have an opportunity and the next minute it's gone. So. It's just like think and grow up. It's wow. it's grow up time. And that's the conversations we've been having. It's like it's time to think investments. It's time to think business. It's so like Jordan and been getting um evolve and fit 360 off the ground and and getting some other young high school kids to train. But it's like you you gotta put your priorities. That that you you guys are 25 and 26. Those times of kicking it ended when COVID right. started. Wow. It yes, did. It it, so it really did really if you're going back to the clubs then you didn't learn anything you didn't learn anything it's seriously but it's time to start thinking investment it's time to start thinking okay hold on mm-hmm. let me let how do i start looking at purchasing property and and land yeah. and and making um chess moves instead of checker moves cuz yeah. if you go back to the club you're making checker moves right yeah. But if you sit down and start making chess moves, then you have to think. Checkers, you don't really have to think. You just start, you just play, right? But chess, you really have to think of your, what, okay, what is my next move really going to be like? And that's not just athletes. It's all of us. You yes, know what I'm saying? That's right. It, it's, it's grow up time. So that's well, just. Well, they look like uh, they got a lot in store for them because you're ready for them. So their purpose to be right there. So I'm ready. It's, up time. it's like it's not time to go here and kick it out. And I know I know my son is like, Mom, I'm 25. I understand. And, I, and I'm not hovering over him. But I'm like, 
where, where are you going? What are you doing? Think. It, it's not time to go hang out. I understand you're like you're 25, but do you understand what just happened? Like you don't really have your, your hangout mentality should shift to a, 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 a almost like a king's mentality, right? I've got a kingdom to run. Like I can't go kick it. Mm. There's a difference with partying and then throwing a feast. Right? Wow. Okay. So a party is a party, but when you throw a feast, there's only certain ones that can come to that table. Right? Yeah, you just went. So which one are you throwing, Jordan? You throwing a party when in and everybody can come through the door? Or are you throwing a feast where there's only certain ones that you're letting in that is operating at the same concept and mindset of you? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, that's my few minutes. Yeah, they they got something <laughs> in store. I, I I'm telling you, I'm, I, I'm not playing with them. I'll be having heart to heart. We'd be having some knockout heart to heart conversations. Like, gotta grow up. Gotta oh. grow up. So anyway, okay. So our guest, I know he's probably back there in the back room. Like, what just happened? No, but anyway, our our guest, Coach Ray, will be coming to the Raymond. show. Huh? It's Raymond. Raymond. Oh, I thought on this thing he said Coach Ray though. On his on his Oh, okay. Maybe on his name. Yeah, okay. Oh, you Ray. got it. You got it. I got it. I got it. I'm paying attention. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. I love Karen. <laughs> but anyway, Coach Ray will be here right after this. Good evening, I'm Coach Ray from Next Level Student Athlete. And I just wanted to give everybody a word of encouragement today on this Monday. With everything going on and all the frustration from the coronavirus and all of all the everything people are reading on social media and hearing on the news, I'm here to tell you, block that stuff out. It ain't going nowhere. Virus ain't going nowhere right now. Where it is what it is right now. But I want to give you a word of encouragement that that does not mean that you have to be frustrated and angry with everybody else because you can't do what you want to do. When in actuality, you should be doing what you're supposed to be doing for yourself right now. That's one, getting a closer relationship with God while you're sitting at home. Two, engaging in something that you're supposed to be doing for yourself. And by that, I don't mean that in a selfish way. I mean it as though one of the things that I'm, I've been blessed to be able to do is connect with teenagers on various levels, you know, as a coach and even at the CRC Brad Students Ministry that I um, I work in as well. One of the things I try to encourage people to do is go work towards being your best self. Go work to be the best version of you. And within this time that we have with everything being shut down at a certain time and places not being open and all the little hangout spots being shut down, go work on being the best version of you. By that, I mean with guys that I coach right now, study your film crazily, work on your craft at home. There's things you could do to become better besides just sit in the house and mope. If you're a, if you're a music person right now, you should be, you got time to study every one of the great musicians around or that have been around. John Lennon, Quincy Jones, Michael Jackson, Prince, all these people you have the ability to study right now to learn the craft as a whole, to perfect your craft. This is that time now. 
those things that you've been putting on hold, get them off hold, start doing them. I'm, you know, I was blessed to be able to uh, finish my second book and get it out. Um, so within this time, I started working on my third one. I've nothing else. Welcome What's to up? the show, hey, Coach. Hey. Okay, you got to change this. this. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Damn. I can work it this way. Okay. Now look at now look at this. Now look at God, right? I didn't even see your video. I hadn't seen your video. Right. Right? So we were kind of talking on the same lingo of when you said hanging out and going basically like going to the clubs, you know, but we're going to get into that. So I got kind of excited watching your video. I was like, yes, say it, tell them. But anyway. All right. So before we start, we're going to play this game called Would You Rather? All right, let's go. All right. All right. Where's my where's my would you rather video? Oh, OK. Let me get it. Hold on for a minute. Uh. <laughs> See, I like my video. You know, I made okay. that video. All right, Karen, go ahead. What's your first one? Okay, would you rather be the president or a Pokemon <laughs> trainer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I would say president. Um, I'm sure my little brother would be like Pokemon trainer because that's what he grew up on, but I would say president. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, would you rather be Thor or Wolverine? Oh, Thor, easily. That's my favorite Marvel character. Thor? Yes. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I'd rather be Wolverine. I'm slicing those up. My my, whole, my one of my best friends, he bought me he bought me Thor cufflinks for like for his wedding for the groomsmen. I got Thor cufflinks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Wolverine. I'm you mess with me and it's all coming out. I'm I'm slicing, <laughs> dicing, you know, but you know. All right, go ahead, Karen. Uh would you rather be forced to watch Model the Pony for 24 hours Ooh. or have the theme song stuck in your head for the rest of your life? I'm gonna watch it for 24 hours. <laughs> That's it. I, I, know, I, I took my little daughter to the movie when it came out. So let me just watch it a couple times. Oh, My Little it. Pony? Oh, Lord. Yeah. Okay, Ooh. all right. I got one. Would you rather drive a 2020 Camaro or a 1967 SS Camaro? 67. Man, that's what I'm talking about right yeah. there. Bring it on. on. I probably they don't know that one. this old, this old <laughs> new school stuff. They don't know nothing. You yeah, gotta, I got to have a 67 with the SS on the front. Or you got to have a shaft car. What? Oh, yeah. But it's okay. got to be shining. You got to have the curve pillars on the right, side. Right, right. Yeah. You got to bring that old school up in here. That's it. That's how me and my husband is. You got to bring that old school. Y'all got all this little cute, pretty stuff. You better go back right. to the old school. That's where the money is. It's got to make noise when I start it up. Right. <laughs> I'm be excited. What? Right. <laughs> okay, let me bring it back because we can start talking old school all day long is. up in here. Okay. All right. So your video, let's kind of... um. Man, your video was just, let's start right there. Yeah. Okay. That was a very powerful message. What inspired you to, to um, record that? Um, so we were talking amongst the, uh, the youth group I work with in my church about just some things we could do, like we could do 
to kind of, you know, excite people, excite, excite kids. And I was like, well, I can do Monday motivations. Um, I love motivating people. That's something I'm very passionate about. So I just went ahead and set the phone up and went in. You know, it wasn't it wasn't scripted. It wasn't, you know, nobody was telling me what to say. It was just one of those situations where I let God just flow through me. Just go ahead and talk. Yeah. You got it. You know, and the yeah. words came out. Wow. It was very good. It was, it was, um, it was well, it was something that needed to be said because we are at that place. It was like, okay, grow up, yeah. pay attention, um, be a little bit more alert of what's going on. So mm -hmm. with this motivational Mon Monday, is this something, how is, are you able to do that with your, were you able to do that with your um, athletes? I was blessed to be able to do it on game days. Uh, the head coach gave me the green light to do the motivational sessions uh, with the student, with the students, with the guys before the game. So myself and um, the offensive line coach, Coach Tatum, we would just take them in um, the commons. I mean, not the commons, but the little theater room that they have. And we just watch motivational videos. And I would get up and speak for about 10 minutes and Coach Tatum would speak. So it kind of just, it blossomed. You know, it went from just something to keep them busy to an every week thing. So what during the COVID, is this something that you continue to do? Was it online? How did you continue the? It was um, it's definitely online. I just I decided to put it on YouTube, but now the way it, it kind of blossomed now is um with the motivational messages. I have a guest on Mondays on uh, Instagram where we just talk about, you know, how to inspire the next generation. How can we help them grow better and do things in a better way? And so we spend it's like like a 30 to 45 minute conversation every Monday with a special guest and we just talk and chat about the next generation and you know what i like it's not just pointing to the kids i mean i could you know bear witness to it that yeah. i need to get come home and start doing something you know and write a book like you've written two of them so right. you know yeah i mean it's all about we got to get busy yeah we got time i mean you know it's kind of winding down now because they're you know opening everything up but for the most part, like we have time to just work on something, some level of our craft that we kind of put dormant in our mind. And we just, you know, we'll, you know, that whole I'll get back to it later mentality. And then you never get back to it. Pull that stuff to the front. Get it over with, because it's something obviously it's something that God gave you and he going to make room for your gifts. So go get it. Don't sit there and wait for it to come to you. Go get it. Yeah. Right. Well, let me say this on that. Then this the, it goes into my question. and. How do you, with athletes who don't know, right? Like football, basketball, um, soccer, hockey, that's all they know, right? Mm -hmm. That's it. So when you're telling them this, how do you handle the ones that are going, well, coach, I don't know what it is because I don't know who I am outside of sports. And that's, an, that's a good question because a lot of kids don't know who they are outside of sports. And so it's trying to teach them, what do you think about 24-7? And you'll find out some kids like to cook. Some kids mm -hmm. are like, you know, I like, even even at some point, I had one kid that I used to coach and mentor. He loved shoes. Like he loved the, the whole, he had the whole sneakerhead mentality. Go get it. So I'm encouraging you. And it's something I had to learn over time because early on when I was first started coaching, it was football, football, football. And I wasn't, I wasn't thinking beyond that scope. So mm -hmm. it took a conversation with the same young man for me to open my eyes and say, it's bigger than the game. Because oh. these kids need to be under need to understand that you God ain't gonna bless everybody with the opportunity to play pro. That's right. So what right. can you do in the midst of that time to fulfill your gifts that He gave you outside of that? 
And so I'm very encouraging any kid, their kids that I've been like, hey, look, the military might be your move. And I'm encouraging you to go. That's good. Yeah. Now, do you think uh, all coaches need to have that mentality as far as, you know, the light bulb being turned on uh, and, and, and directing our uh, kids that it's more than sports? I think, I think they do. I think most a lot of coaches need to start looking at it from that perspective. But we got we're such in a time now where guys are so worried about and I'm talking about coaches. A lot of coaches are so worried about their image and their and their brand that they're not focusing on the kids per se. It's as long as the kids are really good. Those are the ones they focus on. And it's right. like, well, what about the other guys that, you know, that might not be a talented athlete, but he might be able to make music you know, encourage right. that aspect of that kid. Or he might just be a, a role player for you right now, but that relationship you build with him can help him after he graduates. A lot of guys miss that mark. And I can easily admit, and I'm very forth, uh, forthright, in early in my career, I missed that mark a lot. Wow. Wow. That's good. So now that everything is reopening, um, do you think that coaches will now have a second, um, how can I say, what's the word? Um, Look at things differently. Maybe now that when they come back, they might deal with the kids differently and say, "Okay, hey, listen, so we won't ever get caught or you won't ever get caught off guard like this again. Maybe we need to start thinking about a plan B or some other things. I think I think it should be that way. I think you should all what the kids should always have in their mind, a possible plan B. And I think coaches now have to start kind of getting kids to look at it from that perspective. Like, what if it doesn't work out? You know, because high school is only four years. Right. And after you graduate, if you if there's no college that you're going to, what's your next move? And I think coaches have to recognize that and start putting guys in position and say, hey, let's start looking at other plans. Football is great. If we get a, if you get an offer or if you, you know, you get into a school, perfect. But what can we do if that does not happen? So, like mm-hmm. you said, we are we are not in this position now when they when they're just sitting at home during COVID. They have no they have nothing. They're just sitting at mm-hmm. home when they could have used their gift to provide. Mm. Okay. So now that we talked about sitting at home, we're, we're, we've been always talking about the athlete. Mm-hmm. Oh, have we really dealt with the parents? What I mean by that is this, how can you tell the athlete this when, for instance, like they're sitting at home, if the parents not encouraging them because they put all their bags, all their desires mm-hmm. and their child to make it, COVID happens, things happen, and they're both all sitting at home like, so uh, what are you going to do? How do we get to the parents to say, hey, listen, we need to we need to kind of back up a little bit. We need to teach you guys, for those who do not teach your child how to have a plan B, somehow we've got to help the parents understand how important it is, right? Yeah, most definitely. I think that's the, that's the linchpin for the success of the kid is if the parents understand because we got parents now that they're they've already seen the NFL at the child's birth. Yep. They ain't even they, they not even worried about the 18 They already bought the Bentley. They already got it on hold. Matter of fact, they ordered it and said, "Okay, I need you to deliver it in 2025." Right. 2025 that Bentley got to be in my front yard. Right. Like, they can't, they can't, that kid ain't even hasn't even figured out whether he's going to play ball or not. But right. oh, I got a son. He's going to be like, the best. It's that, and you're like, whoa, whoa, what if you don't like uh, football? Right. So I think parents have to come down a little bit. And it's, there's some great parents that I've come in contact with. And then there's some that you like, bring it down a little bit. 
Let's just encourage your kid to do the things the right way, but make sure they're doing the academic portion better than the athletic in a sense, because without that academic portion, doors closed. Mm. But you're not now you have even sports programs that are going after our kids, even a younger age, as far as promoting this glam life, you know, rings, you Mm -hmm. know, bling, bling, you know, MVP. I mean, they're like blowing it up. How would you even deal with those? How are you going to deal with those kids once they come to high school as far as bringing them back down? Um, You know, it's. To me, it's, it's second nature because I let them know first day I don't play favorites. The only thing I have favorites is cereal. So, <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the day, you you are a and I'm not trying to put you in a situation where you feel like you're just a number. But at the end of the day, you are a part of a program. This is everybody exactly. matters here. This isn't this ain't just about you. And I think a lot of kids with with these a lot of youth coaches and parents and stuff they pump these kids' heads up to the point where these kids think it's really all about them. And, you know, so you, you even go on t- Twitter and Instagram and stuff, and it's like, oh, we lost, but I had a good game. But you lost. You ain't had no good game. <laughs> <laughs> can, can, I, can I snap over here? Like, wait, what are you talking about? You lost. Yeah. Like you said, you lost, but you, you had lost. a good game. So what you what you saying? Yeah, like, yo, you, you, y'all lost. It, it didn't be great, cute. You had two touchdowns. That's great, but y'all lost by 30. But that don't mean nothing. That don't mean nothing. That don't mean nothing because we're not. You're not teaching them how to really be a team. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I apologize. Go ahead. So what happens is, by time they get to college, their attitude is horrible. Okay, and then college doesn't make it any better, especially if they're really a good athlete. Coaches in college, not all, but majority of them, it's it's, it's about who's going to win the big, especially if you go to a D1, the Big 12, Big 10, all of that, right? Mm -hmm. So now they get to college. They do not know how to handle the pressure of of the fans, the popularity, and so then they start acting out. That's when you Mm -hmm. start seeing them fighting women. That's when you start seeing them doing all kinds of things because they never was grounded at a young age. They right. was always told you're going to NFL, NBA, you know, MLB, MLB man, NHL, right. And so that's all they have in the mind. So that means at any cost, I don't care who you are, you get in my way, I'm running over you. And, mm. and that's the mentality. But here's a, a quote that a good friend of mine told um, a player that we both were, you know, we both were close to. He said, in high school, you were the man. Happy. You get to college, there's 53 other guys that was the man at their high school. You got to get in where you fit in. And I think with a lot of these people, they put these kids such on a high pedestal that these kids don't know that they have to fit into a team. So, Mm -hmm. again, it goes back to this all about me. So by the time they get to college, it's like, oh, it's not about you anymore. Right. You got six guys in front of you at your position. So you either going to earn it or go back home because that's how those coaches all operate. Right. And then wow. you get to a professional level, um, and then that's a whole another ball game because y- now these you got to grow up, mm-hmm. and so then you get these young guys there, and they haven't grown up, and now the 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 professional coaches at that level are frustrated because mm. it's like you're so good, but you're so mentally, I don't want to say like a kid, yeah. but you're behind. You're, You're behind. behind the curve mentally. And so now that's when you have them tweeting, acting crazy, doing mm-hmm. what they're doing, and the I coaches are traded. like, <laughs> right. And the coaches are like, wait, what? 
again, it starts from youth when they were young, and then you get to middle school, mm-hmm. and then you get to high. And so then we we didn't you didn't build the stability with them. So then they get to the professional, they go from twenty twenty two hundred dollars in the bank to twenty million. These mm-hmm. jokers start losing their mind. Because you got to think parents, then it's like, if a parent's unhappy with a program, I'm going to move my kid. Yeah, oh yeah. But the reason you're unhappy isn't because the kid did something or the coach did something to your kid. It's because your kid can't have his way. Mm, well, right. my son played running back, but the other running back in front of my son. So we move into another program. Why not make your son earn that spot? That's right. Wow, that's good. Then you get to high school, it's the same thing. I had a kid as a freshman. He had talent. But I was tough on them. You're not going to have your way. I don't care who your name was when you played middle school ball. That's that's cute. But, <laughs> he, you know, here you go. The freshman coming in. First, I, listen. Man, they come in. They come in like, they, oh, like, like you're going to write them a check. Like, let you me tell them you something. Let me tell you. Dude came in first day of camp. First day of camp. and sit. We, we lining them up, everything. Oh, coach, I'm on varsity. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> He told you. He told us. He told he you. He was on bars. Oh my god! I said, I said, how? What grade are you in? Uh, ninth. You over there with the freshman? You get ready to go. <laughs> oh, I'm varsity coach. Okay, well, I'll see you on the JV field. <laughs> so right. he played JV for me for one year, and I remember having it out with him in a game. I sent him to the locker room at halftime. Wow! Don't come out. Stay in the locker room. This is how you want to perform. You can't play for me. That's he wound right. up transferring to another school, and granted, the kid is talented, but transferring kids because they got a tough coach isn't the answer. If anything, you want them under that tough coach because he's helping them become a young man. Mm, and a lot yes. of parents don't want that. They don't They don't want that. They want their kid to have an easy road. I want him to have 30 offers by the time he is senior. Yeah, but if you got 30 offers and his GPA is horrible, none of those offers matter. That's right. Wow. And if you're, and if you're taking them from school to school, you don't understand you're damaging them in life because there's f- football, sports end. I think mm-hmm. that's the part parents don't get. Sports end. You're not going to play it the rest of your life. So right. then after it's over, all of a sudden he's got one job. Then he moves to another job. Or he mm-hmm. keeps changing women. <laughs> one yeah, minute he got a Come on. And the real. next minute he got another one. And the next minute he got a discipline to stay. You're not teaching them discipline. You're not teaching them stability. And you're not teaching them how to handle adversity. Because yeah. you're going to be on some teams where you're gonna, it's going to be tough. Teach your kid how to handle adversity. Some coaches are just tough. I'm That's tough, right. but I'm a love. I'm a love on that kid at the same time. Right. But I'm tough mm-hmm. in the trenches. It, on jobs, you got CEOs are tough. Yeah. So you're gonna quit your job because you the CEO tell you you did something wrong. And they're, and they're tough, right? But again, if we teach, if we allow them to feel as if they are the man, the woman, and mm-hmm. you need me mentality. <laughs> Like I'm your star player. That's why I like watching All American. You you ever seen that on? on I, a- I I despise that show. Why? Tell me why. <laughs> but it's, I'm a I'm a coach, so I I see everybody tells me it's such a great show. But I look at the football aspect of the show, and I'm like, this is not realistic. <laughs> oh, I don't look at the football. I I try to look at the teaching of things, like mm-hmm. especially with his mom. You know, she's she's she teaches him his dealing with his attitudes and how to face things and don't run from things and how to deal with things. So I, I never really paid attention to the football. I, I paid attention to the coaches and then I okay. paid attention how the mom handled things. And and so, yeah, that's kind of why I liked it. But OK, so now we're opening back up. Um, take us through the process. How are you guys preparing for everything? 
Well, ironically, we just got an email today that um, schools in Virginia should be given to open back up athletically. Uh, we've still been kind of under the, you know, the quarantine aspect and couldn't work out. We haven't worked out since uh, March. So what we've been doing, we've been doing this, the weekly Zoom meetings, multiple, you know, um, every position group coach has their Zoom meetings. And but now the way we're preparing now, we, we've been getting kids to do online workouts. So we have an online workout packet that they have to do every week. And they have to actually submit it. So they have to submit it through Google Classroom that they completed it. And now um, we're getting ready to go back. We're just waiting for the, 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 the AD to just go ahead and clear it so we can go back. Um, mm -hmm. I'm ready. We haven't got those details yet because we're not, you know, we haven't been cleared yet, but that they announced it today. So things should start moving forward a little bit more quickly, but I'm ready. And so I, I miss my guys. So on the workout, how have you noticed the ones that are taking it serious and then the ones that aren't? You, I know the ones that aren't because those are the ones that always have an excuse. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all even in the meeting. Now, like, are they hey, your you star players? It's, uh, no, and that's the funny thing. Our, I, and and I weirdly, our star player, uh, our star players are at everything. And if they're not there, they're letting us know, hey, I can't make it. You know, I gotta work, which is fine. I'm not a coach to be like, you can't have no job. I'm not that type of coach, and we are not in our program. So, but the ones that make excuses are the ones that when when we come back and we start doing them sprints, we gonna know. <laughs> right. so I don't over there. They gonna be over there by that trash can. Her. Call it Earl. Call it Earl. <laughs> <laughs> you said, I like that one. Call it Earl. Call it Earl. Call Earl today. Yeah. So and um, but. The excuse makers are the, it's the same ones that you have from before. Like their mentality has not, uh, their mentality won't change because they're home. It's actually giving them more of an excuse not to show up. Wow. So again, mm -hmm. I'll know. I'll know by your body structure. The ones who've worked out, their body structure will change. The ones who haven't will know when that first day come out there. Wow. Now tell me, um, how, what is your recruiting like uh, for your high school when things are normal? Do you um, guys you college coaches coming in? Yeah, it's, as far as he scholarships and stuff. Yeah, it's usually pretty flooded with college coaches coming in. Um, we had in the last two years before this year, we had a total of eighteen guys go to school. Oh um, wow! You know, so you know, some D three, some D one, D one double A. You know, but nonetheless, our goal is to find somewhere you fit. Mm -hmm. We are not in the business of like everybody's. You know, of course, everybody wants to go D one course that's the natural yeah. but we try to teach our guys that there's some element of realism that you have to take in consideration mm. when you're going through recruiting you might have the mindset of a d1 player but your structure your body structure your build might be d1 double a might be d2 so we're going to get you where you fit and where you could be one where the academic part that you want is there and two where you fit their scheme because then you'll actually get on the field mm. so we're pretty we're pretty active when it comes to recruiting i know um the head coach is giving me the green light to take kids on like college visits. So we have a bus. I will gas the bus up and take eight, nine kids to wow. North State, William and Mary, wherever in the area. Like um, we, we getting it. Oh, that's good. That's good. I think I, I posted a, um, a topic on our page about uh, doing everything that's going on with the riots. You know, what if kids start going to HBCUs instead of D1? Oh, I would love it. I had so many comments. I mean, yeah, it's so I think many. something that they're there. I think I've seen a celebrity even mention 
about your sending your kid to a HBCU. So I think that's something that's gonna. I it's gonna be the title change because, yeah. um, fortunate as fortunately, unfortunately, and unfortunately, God is pulling the curtain back. And I say fortunately because the veil is being pulled back, and now we see how these college coaches really feel about our kids. And unfortunately, because these kids have to see that these college coaches that they love and value really don't care about your struggle. I always told so, myself from the beginning, you're a dollar sign. When you get to that right. level, it's a so business. You're a do- it's a business. It's it's how many how, the numbers you got on the board. You know what I'm saying? Um, from mm. the catches to you name it, you're a dollar sign. And how and much so can I, you benefit my university? That's right. what it is. And it's, I, how many butts can you put in a stand? That, that's you're a dollar sign. You know, that's it. Think about think about when you look at like Reggie Bush, how how much money USC made off of him, and then they threw him away like he didn't even matter when the scandal right. came down. They, Pete Carroll just left time. and left you know left him high and dry. But right. now it's like oh we recognize we're wrong. You tarnished this guy's legacy, asking for his Heisman back, but now you realize you're wrong. You were wrong when you did it, yeah. right? You know, it, it, and and these kids don't realize, and I'm and a lot of people get it confused. They are D1 HBCUs. Like, don't get it twisted. And I tell yeah. people, because a lot of people try to downplay. I think let's 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 keep it all the way hundred. The sad truth is, a lot of our own people downplay it. Like, they don't. They're not too fond of HBCUs. And I'm like, why? Well, the facilities aren't nice. What they got to do with somebody going to a school that cares about them? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, their weight rooms don't look like Alabama's. And. <laughs> you know what? Listen, when the COVID, was, when the COVID happened, because we, me and Karen, we was on the show, and when it first happened, I said, "We gonna see who's really real," because y'all ain't got your pretty locker rooms, y'all ain't got y'all pretty fields. Nope. You got to use the garage. You got to go back old school. And actually, I was watching a documentary on a um, native. Um, it's in Arizona, a reservation, okay. right? Mm-hmm. These guys were playing on dirt they had made their own basketball goals karen and they were Mm. playing on dirt but when them jokers got on the court Mm. they was killing it Mm. but they some of them lived in trailer homes they played on the dirt they used old tires to do weights they didn't have the pretty stuff so there was a different mentality there was an appreciation Mm-hmm. So when they got on the court, they they listened to their coach, right? It was like, we're going to listen to everything you teach us. And then when the game time, Jim Jokers was dropping threes. They was just... It's, it's here. That's it's what that, it was. Because you, you, can't, you can't inject a heart in somebody. No. Nope. You either mm. got it or you don't. You either love the game that you say you want to play or you don't. Nope. And, a lot of, and a lot of kids play it because it's cool. Right. But it ain't embedded in their heart and in their spirit. They don't appreciate the grind. Those kids that you were talking about, they were out there playing on dirt. They appreciate the grind because they know nobody's going to give me anything. That's nobody's right. going to give it to me. I got If I want it, I got to go earn it. And I'm going to make sure I'm appreciated for when I earn it. And that's the thing. When you look at these kids that are trying to go to college, like if with this thing shut down, if you weren't out there running and getting it, that's I can't right. trust your passion. Wow. I can't, you know, I, I had, I got certain kids that will call a coach. Can you send me some videos so I can work on my hand? Cause you know, I coach D line so I can work on my hands and those kids. Yup. I got you. I got you, but I can, I can't trust your passion. If you're not engaging and trying to figure out how to get better right now, I can't trust it. 
Yeah, I do. The question is, do you feel athletes lose the love of the game once they go pro and see yeah. them dollars? Yes, I do. You made it. You made it. They do. Right. That's the ultimate goal. That's why I always say I love my, my son went to the NFL, right? So he's okay. a free agent. I love, I know people probably think, why would you say that? But I actually love that he didn't get drafted. And I actually love that he didn't get signed right away. Mm. And I tell you why, because he has learned, he's had to work and he had to find the love of it again. Like you said, mm, that's it. the thought of going <clears throat> and, and seeing, okay, my mama finally get to buy you a house. Listen, I don't need you to buy me a house. I got my own house. Right. Mm. I was like, I always used to say, I'm going to compete with you. I'm going to get mine before you get yours. Because I never wanted him to feel like <laughs> I love it. he had to do it for me. So I was starting my own business. He was in college. I was like, let's compete because I'm going to get mine before you. I don't need you to buy me a house. But I realized the media, the women, the mm -hmm. lifestyle got to him. Mm. So his he started envisioning, you know, I'm you know, first round of hopefully I get to go first round and did it da this. And he was picking out his car. He didn't get it no. as a free agent. And at first it was hurtful because I was like, God, but then at the same time, I was like, Okay, God, I trust you. I know what you're doing. You're gonna humble him because That's when it. he gets there, he's gonna help other young men. And so he's had to earn his way to a position. Now it ain't about the money to him. He's found. I just want to play, Mama. I love it. I got that. That's that passion. That because I just want to play. Just he goes, Mama. I don't care. So he actually at first when the and so then he went to the XFL. And at okay. first he was kind of like, uh, I said, remember, you just want to play. He said, you know what? That's right, Mama. I just want to play. Man, that joker got in the NX XFL and he was killing it until they had to. He just, I just want to play. That's it. I just, I just, just the ones play. that, the ones that is here and you know it because they just need an opportunity. They're not worried about the other end. They're not worried about, oh, I can't wait to go to this school. They like, just give me an opportunity. And I've had guys that I've coached just say, coach, I just want a chance. I don't care if it was D1, D2, D3, NAIA. I just want somebody to give me a chance. And they go out there and ball out. That's what mm -hmm. I love. Just give them an opportunity and they go, they go and flourish. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Karen, you got a question? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm just listening. <laughs> so tell me about uh, these books that you've written and what so the book, passion behind that. Yes, ma'am. Um, the books, first Cheat Codes came out, and it was a long, that was a long process. That was a few years of me, you know, questioning what should I write about? Like, what, what am I going to write about that's going to kind of be attractive? And I had all these different versions of cheat codes and, and, and all these. And then one day I literally was just driving and I, you know, turned my radio down and I was like, all right, God, like, I want to do this, but I need you to lead me. I need you to lead me on this. And from that moment on, it flowed. So the book cheat codes is their scenarios. Um, you know, they're basically scenarios that are, talking about situations that can deter college coaches from wanting to recruit you. And these are, you know, because I ask questions when college coaches come to the school. What are things that you y'all look at? You know, um, and they say behave, it's always behavior, social media, um, you know, how you perform on the field, like all those type of things, your attitude, like all that stuff is, is encompassed in one. And so I was like, well, hmm, let me write, let me write about this, but let me do it in a way teenagers can understand it. So I just created these fictitious scenarios 
and drove it in that mindset. So it's like the social media aspect. When I realized how serious they were about it was when I went to William and Mary and I was noticing these young ladies were checking the guys in. And I'm, I'm a very observant person. Um, and I'm noticing these young ladies checking the guys in. I'm, you know, and I asked the coach, I was like, well, what do they do for the program? Oh, once they, sometimes they pay people, once they get their name, they follow them on social media. They were, yeah. Mm-hmm. The people on staff, the wow. colleges, they follow kids on social media because they don't want to lose that investment. That's a two, I tell kids, I was like, that's over $200,000 investment. And your mm-hmm. social media can ruin it for you. Yeah, yeah it sure can. It sure can. And, and 2.5 seconds. And there's no reason for you to be posting a video with you with a gun and money. Man, come on. What? There ain't no reason I mean, for that. I I wonder, I, I was wondering, what is it about gun and money? So on my 53rd birthday, I had the money. I had the money in my hand and I was letting it rain. I said, okay, this is what the kids is after. You know, this hype of just having money in your hand. I, I didn't understand it. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. And these are kids, that social media, social media will burn you. Man, won't it? They it will post, burn you. You're seeing them, they posting them in the... Okay, I'm gonna I'm I'm no, I'm, I'm come you. back. I'm gonna come back, coach, because I was about we, to just kind of jump over the side of this. It's all good. It's all good. Cause they're we, posting, I mean, we, these girls is half naked. They oh, post, and it's like, dude, what is you do? What are you trying doing? To go to college, man. They standing by a car. You know that ain't your car. You know you ain't got no audio in your front yard. Man, Stop what? Playing. I'm gonna bring it back. I'm gonna bring it back. But yeah, social media will mess you up. Listen. And then I'm going to get to this question. Yeah. I just seen a post where a soccer league, I think it was soccer. Yes. Let a professional player go because his wife. Oh, yeah. I saw that. This man grew up, probably was dreaming, finally got to this place and Mm -hmm. you took it Mm -hmm. from him and two with a with a send. Just press in. Just press send. You took it from him. Now you don't even know. Not only that, you, you, you took it from you, your children. With a sin, everything that everything that he earned, you took away just because you wanted because you you don't even know if somebody's gonna pick him up. Yeah, right. And that's it. And and as far as the second book uh, on it, that was that was like God said, do this one, do this one this way, and this one's uh, about just accountability. Understand that you're accountable to your teammates, your coaches, the school. And there's, uh, again, scenarios that of student things that I just came up with with situations that students I've, I've dealt with, but they're not specific. But I just create scenarios out of situations like guys, you know, walking off the practice field because they mad or, you know, getting mad because, you know, they losing and they feel like they better than the whole team. Like it's accountability. You're accountable to the whole program. Right. You know, um. And some kids miss that point where they're like, well, I'm the, I'm the star, I'm the captain. Yeah, but captain is an earned spot. Mm. Leadership ain't given, it's earned. And when somebody right. places that label on you, take it serious. And That's a lot right. of kids don't realize, oh, they'll storm off the field. Y'all suck. And you're like, but you're supposed to be the captain. That's mm. right. Because, you know, and I've had it for years. And I remember some years ago, I asked a player on my team, I said, um, do you like when your parents yell at you? And call you, tell you you a loser and stuff like that. No, nah, I wouldn't like. I don't know, coach. That make how that make you feel? 
horrible. So why do you think it's okay for you to be the leader of the team and telling these guys the same thing? Mm, it it makes you upset when your parents get on you. Right. You know, and so a lot of kids miss that opportunity to realize like leadership is an important role. It's very important. It's very it important. And the parents, like my daughter actually was just given leadership um, a few days ago for her basketball team. And so I said, are you ready? I'm not what, that's the thing. The mm. coaches are doing what they have to do, right? But mm -hmm. it really starts at home. So I yeah. said, are, are you ready? She goes, she got quiet. I said, well, all right, this is what you're going to do. You're going to give me five. I need five um, things that um, is important as being a leader. I need you to write it out. And so then I need to see that we're going to talk about you being a leader because you have to understand the position that you're put in. Mm -hmm. God put you in that position. You have to take it serious. You have to, you, you got to be, you got to hold the girls accountable. You're held accountable. So as a parent, I feel I have to walk her through that. Not, oh, she's a leader. My baby's a leader. And then go off. Then right. I'm, I'm leaving her to drown. I'm leaving mm -hmm. her, I'm leaving her or putting her in a position to mess up. So it goes back to even your books. I think it should be mandatory that the parents read it. Mm. Now, that would be like, <laughs> that right. would be like laughing. No, I'm serious. I, man, I'd be like, right. you need to make it mandatory. Parents, you got to read this book for your child can play for me. And yeah. look, and I was going to ask you about the one on the uh, cheat code as far as you asking the college coaches. Do they ever say that uh, they look at the crazy parents? If the parents are crazy, then that, that deteriorate them from I've had coaches them? tell me, yeah, yeah. Wow. They, whether they parents know it or not, college coaches check their parents' social media too. It's because, again, it goes back to they're about to invest hundreds of thousands of dollars in your kid. Food, books, dorm, equipment, gear. clothes, gear, all that. So they're investing this in your kid. And if you're going to be that parent that's wilding out, they just, you can go somewhere else. Mm. You know, and, and it's real. Like a lot of parents have to realize, tone it down. Feel yeah. how you feel at home. <laughs> at home. Right. Don't get but, on social media and clap back. Shut right. up. Oh, my kids' coaches suck. Oh, because your son didn't score a game with a touchdown, or because you feel like your son should be out there. And I tell parents all the time, you think we really just wake up as a staff and say, you know what, we're not gonna play that kid. No, <laughs> like we just gonna wake up one day and everybody agrees. We all in agreement that we're not gonna. We all in agreement that we're not gonna play this kid. No, that's not how it goes. You earn it Monday through Thursday. You are earning mm -hmm. playing time. If you if your kid don't step on that field Friday night. They did not earn it. And that's how we operate in our program. Ain't no favorites at our program. You earn every inch you get. But it's no different wow. than a job. You got to earn your position. You want to get yeah. to manager, you got to earn it. You got to show up. You got to be on time. You got to do your job. You want to get to, you want to get to VP of the company, you got to earn it. You got to right. research. You got to do your job. You got to show mm -hmm. up. You gotta... So what's the difference? They don't Why? want their kid to go through adversity. They want because they've babied them so long that they want to they want them to have the easy walk through. And the, and the funny thing about it, we weren't raised like that. So it bothers me now when I see it, yeah. because we weren't raised like that. We yeah, right. you gonna go earn it. I yeah, couldn't I come home and tell my dad, man, you know, coach wouldn't give me no time. man. You know, my, God, my kids can't either. <laughs> Would you if do you, wrong? Right. right. If you're on right. the bench. If you the on the bench you put yourself on the bench. What did you do? Even but the parents will not ask that question. They, they're not going to ask that because it's, they don't want to see their kid hurt. No. To ask your kid, what did you do? If you watch the uh, the, uh, the the Chicago Bulls documentary, even Michael Jordan's mama said, did you work hard enough? 
<laughs> yeah. But it like, oh my God, I'm going up to the school to fuss the coach out. No, did you what, work hard enough? Up? Right. Are you showing up? Are you showing up? Because right. it's the spot you want. So how bad do you want that spot? But you know what's so funny? Some of these parents know their own kids because you're at home with them. So you know when they can get snappy. And you know when they can. It's so the first thing you got to go is, did you, did, you, did you go off? What did you say? Right. You know what I'm but saying? How, what was your attitude like? Because I know you. Because when I say something to you, your eyes get to rolling. So let me, you know, why are you on the bench? <laughs> yeah, it's everybody else's screen? fault now. It's everybody right. else's fault, not the right. kid. But to right. the question that the young lady, um, yeah, that I was just looking for that question. Um, yeah. We actually had a um, a young lady when I first got to Tallwood. We actually had a young lady that was our kicker um, on the team, and she was actually pretty decent. We. Well, listen, if you want to play, we're going to encourage you to play. Just understand what comes with being one of our players. Okay. You got to go through the same thing that everybody else go through. There is no in between. There is no she's a girl. No, you out there. You out there. That's right. You mm. chose. If you want to. Hey, you got to be tough. This is what you want to do. Then, as they say, you got a woman. Up. You can't say man up, but you got a woman. Up. <laughs> a man up. But you got to tighten up. Right. <laughs> tighten up. If you want it bad enough, tighten up. Get it done. If it, because yeah. I have a daughter. I have a um. I have a uh, daughter. She's about to be six in August. But listen, she said, "Dad, I want to try football." You know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> and that's any sport that she's gonna play. Because I'm a competitive dad, and I'm a you know. Listen, you you ask dad to train you in something. We gonna have, you better be careful what you ask for. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This. Uh, okay. So. What's um? This is a question I want to ask because I don't think a lot of coaches dealt with it. And Karen asked this question to a coach. She said, "What if you we don't ever get back to football? You know, whether what what would you do? Ooh, back to playing. You as a coach, not the athletes. First, you as a coach. What would you do as a coach? I would I would stick to what I mean. This would this what I do with the motivation and the books and stuff. We never got about football. This would be my full time mm. because then I can get kids and coach them to figure out other aspects of their life. Mm. Um, you take away one. It's almost like if you lose one sense, the other one has to become stronger. So mm. my goal would be okay. I, we can't play ball, so I'm gonna do everything in my power to help these these kids in the next generation learn how to, to develop completely. How to become complete adults, which is, I mean, I love doing it now. So yeah. anything else, I would just have more time to do it. All right. Yeah. Good. Okay, that's, that's good. All right, coach. Now you on camera. All right. All right. What's the nicest thing you ever said to a ref? A nicest thing I've ever said to a ref. <laughs> uh, because uh, you know, in the green room, we heard you got kicked out last season. No, I said, I said, almost kicked out. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so, what happened, Coach? Okay, so I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll start with the nicest thing I've ever said was, "Did you have a nice drive here?" <laughs> <laughs> oh I don't God. like talking to refs. I don't. Because oh. like they, they nice like drive. Yeah, they like mean girl. Like, I drive. We're like mean girls. Like they, they smile at you, and then midway through the game, they just, you know, they just do whatever and then expect you not to get mad. So no, I don't talk about. Did you have a nice drive? Did you have a nice drive in? Coach, coach say, Karen, um, good game. Right, he right, right. Have good, game. good game. Really? Good game. Good Did game. you have a nice drive in? Good game. Okay, that's about it. 
ain't, we, we ain't going for coffee after this. We ain't going for coffee after this. Just call the game down the middle and you ain't got to worry about me. Coffee. All right, Coach, yeah. so tell us what your incident with the ref. Okay, so last <laughs> – we're playing a team. First of all, me and this ref had already had an altercation earlier in the game where we were verbally like, yo, I'm like, if you're not going to throw the flag, then get to somebody who will. That's just my mentality. So one of our players had got hurt on a play. Now, common sense, and I'm saying it, common sense says, okay, the next play can't line up. Our player is down on the ground. He's allowing the team to line back up. Wow. I'm, I lose it. <laughs> I lose you it. Say, did you, did you, what'd you do? Say, God, I need you to sit over here. because I ain't asked to- God nothing in that <laughs> play. <laughs> I, if anything, if anything, my um, my boy Coach Johnson, the defensive coordinator, there, he was he caught me. He, him, and the offensive line coach was like, "Ray, chill out." Like I was ready to go, and then the ref was like, "Do y'all need him on the sideline? Cause he about to get kicked out of here." And at this point, I'm seeing red, so I take my headset off. <laughs> oh, I, listen, when it comes to my kids, I listen. I got, I no, I see red. I have no filter. I ain't hmm. listen in that moment. God, I, I'm gonna need you to take a back seat in this moment because right now I ain't, I'm gonna do something that you ain't gonna prove. All right, up. Peter. All right, Peter. Cutting off ears, Peter. Showing up, telling the mob. Okay, so I, I, this is interesting because these coaches, when you ask this question about refs, they're like, "Good game." They get yeah, real. We had to be a ref on the show. We need to hear their we side. Did. Well, we did. We had Car- uh, Sharon, LaSharon on the yeah, show. Yeah, she was well, basketball, but I oh. want football. I want to see oh, football. Oh, she said they're vicious. Oh, God, they just oh. they had to get escorted because y'all coaches be be threatening them and following them to the car. And you, you, call like, a, you call a. We had a game, not this season, but the season before last, where one of my uh, kids, he's at Virginia Union now, he stripped the ball from the running back at the two-yard line. You mm. see it clear as day. They call it touchdown. We've this is why I just be like, was it a good drive in? <laughs> and I'm I'm running with the iPad. Like, I can show you he didn't get in. And the refs just blow you off. Like, they really got, like, this authoritative mindset. They can talk right. to you any kind of way. I'm not that dude. <laughs> oh, Lord, Coach. Oh, you might need to write another book on how to handle the ref. <laughs> right. Right. Or how Calm. to behave on the sideline. Right. I'm usually very relaxed until a ref do something. That's the only thing to get me fired up is a ref do something or one of my players hit me when one of my players make a mistake and be like, my bad, coach. Like, that sends me, like, zero to 180. <laughs> well, transparent, so. I'm, I'm always going to be very transparent. So tell the Lord, Lord, I'm, you're not, I'm just. Okay. You know my heart, Lord. <laughs> you always say that god you know my heart you, know my heart. you made my heart, me Lord. oh my gosh all right you, you made me yeah right that's a good god you know me you made me you, you made me so you gave it to me. so what you want me to do with it that's it so when right. i get to the gate when i get to the gates i know it's gonna be a conversation before i get in but listen <laughs> The Lord did, did not. I, I sent some to college, Lord, and I loved on some. Right. You, seen, I, you seen what I was doing with these kids, right. but I get it. I wait. But, <laughs> what you tell them? But your refs, right? Your like, refs. Your refs. The refs of the game you created. <laughs> oh, no, you're not going to put that on. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a good one. That's a good one. You're not going to be like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah you 
You the one created them. I'm, I'm I just did. coaching it. I was trying to fulfill my purpose. Right. Yeah. So, all right, Coach Ray, this has been good. Can you tell everybody? Actually, I would really like to get those two books because I would like to impart them into um, my young man. I was telling her I've got um, some guys that are, I don't know, I guess the Lord, that's another thing. I guess the Lord just feel like, Shannon, your house is going to be the house for the for the, the NFL athletes. athletes. Yeah. So Ooh. I've got like four or five boys now coming to live with us um, okay. so they can train with my son. But I'm like, Jesus, you got to keep me saved because I'd be wanting to deck all they chess in. It'd be like, I don't care you 25 and 6'3, brother. I will I will sucker gut you real fast. <laughs> and then call your mom and tell her I sucker gut your son. It is, it is what it is. But <laughs> but I, not refrigerator. But I, I love it, you know, because we have uh, ministry time and we really mm -hmm. have heart to hearts. And I, I'm finding out it's things that no one's had heart to hearts with them about. Yep. And they're opening up. So I, I can't complain. But I would actually love to get those books. So can you tell us how we can um, purchase yes, them? Yes, ma'am. You can definitely you can grab it from my website. It's www.nxtlvlstudentathletellc.com. You can okay. uh, purchase both books are available. You just go go to the website, click buy, and I get in my I cover shipping, so I ship everything out. Wow, that's um, great. Okay, I have to go and and get that. So, and the link is also in this um, video. They can go to the this video and they can click the link and they can get there as well. Much appreciated. Okay, so what would you say? Um, final words um, before we end the show to the return of football for all the athletes all over, whether high school, junior high, college, professional, what would you say right now? Fulfill your passion. Don't settle. Don't, don't wait for somebody to tell you how to be great. If it's what you love to do, go be great at it. Listen, be coachable. Because if, if you already sweet, ain't no reason for you to have no coach, but be coachable. Listen, and appreciate the grind. Appreciate the grind. Appreciate every moment that you're out there. Appreciate the guys that are beside you that are sweating in the heat and the coaches that are sacrificing time away from their families to coach you. Appreciate it. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Also, I will say this. I will add this. To the level that you give the uh, for football or whatever sports you play, go beyond that for academics. That's don't, good. Don't treat academics like they don't matter because they do. That's good. Mm -hmm. I like that. All right, Coach Ray, we appreciate it. You have a phenomenal season. All right. Thank and, you. All. I appreciate and uh, you all hopefully we'll, we'll bring you back maybe in the middle of the season, see how things are going or at the end of your season. So yep. I appreciate it. Just let me know. All right, guys. This is your girl, Shannon, at Can We Talk Sports. We will be back Sunday. Oh, yeah. We got a big hitter. We got a big hitter Sunday. Yeah, Coach, and, uh, Coach got, Lynn, Cedar got, Hill. Cedar, we coming. Oh, Lord, Cedar Hill. Oh. We're going to be right here. I don't know if I want to do that show. <laughs> so we got Cedar Hill and we got a DeSoto fan. Oh, Lord. I don't know. Man. Yeah. And we're going to show them how to get along. We're going to leave it on the field. Coach, there it is. My, Coach, you see my face? I see. I, I saw it. I saw it. I okay. You saw, you saw that, right? We gonna, we gonna I need you to watch the show so you can tell. 
I'm gonna watch it Sunday so I can be like, look, I already know. Because <laughs> Karen is going let me tell you about Karen. Karen is the DeSoto, she wears the help. See, there you go. She got the pom- she got the bell, she has the pom-poms, she has the DeSoto U. So that's gonna be interesting. So she gonna she I'm gonna not even it. gonna wear it. Why well, wear it? I'm gonna be chill. Then all of a sudden I'm gonna break out. DeSoto, you baby. Oh, <laughs> oh, that poor coach. Coach, oh, okay. Coach from Cedar here. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm there. not responsible. I'm, I'm telling you now. I hope you watch. I am not responsible for the words. We're gonna have Karen. fun. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we thank you for joining us. This is your girl Shannon, and I am with Karen. And we will see you guys Sunday at nine. Talk well, to you guys later. One. You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Good night. Good night.